What's good, people? It's Mark from the Breakdown Podcast. Um, before I start, I just want to say a big thank you to those who have been listening to all these episodes. Really been um, encouraged by some of the support and some of the kind words that we're hearing. Um, we know we've got people listening from different parts of the world. So um, big shout out to you if you're listening. So next week is going to be episode 20. And for episode 20, you want to do something different, um, just to freshen it up a little bit. Um, and we want to do a YouTube live episode. So I'll put the links in the description, but you can just go onto YouTube and type in the football supplement. Um, or you can go on our Instagram and just hit us with a DM and we'll share our the link to our YouTube channel with you. Our, um, on Instagram, we are the football sup, S-U-P-P, um, and we'll give you the link there. So yeah, next week, 7pm, 24th of January, um, we'll be doing a live breakdown podcast episode so i hope to see you all there and um, enjoy this episode i would love ollie to stay <laughs> Are you, you don't know why because as long as he stays united aren't that yeah. much of a threat <laughs> you know what that was the first game that really finished me off you know <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's that was the first game that was the game that finished me off Santos. <laughs> I, keep hearing, I keep hearing this. Oh, it's, it's not my fault if you can't fill your stadium, innit? It's not my fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Tell them. Tell them. Tell them. The Breakdown Podcast. What's good, people? You're tuning into the Breakdown Podcast. It's episode 19, second episode of the new year. Um, full team in the building. What are you saying, T? Good, man. I'm here, man. 3-0 win, so somewhat back to some kind of form after a couple of in, in different results, you know? Yeah, I hear that, I hear that. What are you saying, Kofi? <laughs> um... <laughs> Yo, can we start this again? <laughs> I'm not going to lie, um... Yeah, the, the weekend was a bit of a it was a drab weekend, and we were just saying offline, but it is where it is. The title race is done; it's officially now finished. Like in terms of Chelsea, remove them from the equation. The third place is our is our lane, and that's that's what we know. So it's okay. We continue. We go from there. I'm looking forward to next season now. Enjoyment. What are you saying, Jay? Wait. Um, terms terms of Arsenal, we had a well publicized um, day off. Um, but Ghana, boy, just kidding. Oh, me, <laughs> just kidding me. They they well. they taken the place quite quite fine, um, nicely. So yeah, man, it's not good. But I'm cool personally. <laughs> That's it. God, God is doing what Arsenal used to do. <laughs> used to, uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> I used to can do. <laughs> Capable of doing, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think when when your team, yeah, like say United or whatever, when your team when team with Liverpool, if your team's in the mud, yeah, you you become numb after a while anyway. So <laughs> that's where it is, man. It is where it is. <laughs> oh, I talk to some United fans now, and it's just like the way they're talking. Yeah, is that someone died? That's the that's the way they're talking. Like that's the way they're talking. Like just how the club is or whatever. So I understand definitely. Um, but Afcon's Afcon's been kind of decent. Um, I feel like the the lack of like uh, warm up games kind of affected 
the the style of play and the because they only had a couple of days of training, I think. And then mm. it almost it feels like preseason games almost. But as the as the games have gone on, it feels like it's been a bit a bit better. Yeah, it's picking up, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like it's 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 a bit more competitive. There was like loads of like one nil, one nil, one nil, and then all of a sudden, you know, what I mean, the goal started flowing and teams started to pick up and relationships developing in that. Yeah, I think it's I think it's usually like that, you know. Like I think teams are cautious at first, and then obviously when the stakes raise, boy, man, start going for it. <laughs> you know what mm. I mean? But um, but boy, I can't complain. I'm I'm happy with with Niger's performance, boy. They've been they pleasantly surprised me. Still, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. But um, I think that Nigeria squad's quite balanced, though. To be honest, when I did look at it, it looks quite balanced. It's not names names wise in terms of superstars, but across mm. the pitch, it's it's kind of it's kind of it's half decent. You know what it is, bro. It's the, it was the it was the the build up to to the tournament. So the madness that was going on, sacking the coach, and then and then don't have money to sack the coach, and then he's back, and then actually mm. sacking the coach, and then changing technical director, and then getting in a uh, getting in a full time coach to start after the tournament, and then having a having a having a temporary coach to take the tournament. It's like rah, what what? There's all chaos. It's it's, it's madness. So I wasn't expecting much, and then late injuries. Um, Simeon, you know, things like that. And the, the back line as well. The back line for me, listen, the the, the less said the better. You know the ones. Like Ola Aina, no, no, like he's fine. But the rest of the man then, yo. Is is he left footed? No, no, he's right footed. Oh, right I don't know why I thought he was left-footed. I, for all this time, you know, I've been thinking he was left-footed and you play yeah. right-back and left-back kind of thing. Because he yeah. doesn't. He, does he only play right-back or does he play either flank for, cl- like, club or country? Has he ever played yeah. left-back before? Am I wrong? Yeah, yeah, he's played left-back before. He's played left-back before. Okay. Yeah, so that's 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 maybe, like, what you're thinking. Ah, um, but he's right-footed. Okay, cool. He's right-footed, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's solid, man. He's, he's been doing his thing. He's been doing his thing. And then, yeah, as you said, the, the, the midfield has been performing well, but, yeah. Um, Joe Rebo, especially yo, he's been dominant, not having a bar of it. So um, yeah, man, I've been pretty happy. I, I just want to see who who we get in the next stage now. Yeah, it's mad. As in terms of Ghana, Jay, go and lay it out. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, um, we. I, I don't know, just. Actually, there was a quote from today, um, before the what today or yeah today before the final game, and the coach, um, calling Milo Milo, um, he said, you know, he was talking about how, you know, it, the excuses are is that he doesn't have an Asamoah Jan, and um, he doesn't have the team from two thousand and ten, and you know all these kind of excuses, and I was just thinking. Am I in the twilight zone here? Because what what manager is allowed to or has the audacity to go to a press conference here and talk about a team from twelve years ago um, and and a player who's who's not been playing football for a long time? Why is he talking about them? Um, but that's for me. Like that's big problem is is the way we've we set up um, the team. They're not set up to go and. Um, try and dominate the game, try and impose themselves um, on the opposition team. 
Yeah, you can say Morocco are a good side. They're one of the sides that, you know, one of the better sides in the AFCON. So that's fine. Um, but still, you still need to try and um, impose yourselves. Ghana, no slouches. They may not have um, the players from 2010, like your man said, but like, um, you still got players there that can actually, um, ability-wise, dominate. Um, and then, you know, you got things like making subs after, you know, a goal scored against us and whatnot. It's just pretty depressing. But what's also not good, um, and I, I was talking to Kofi about it as well, um, when he was watching the Gabon game, is the way um, the Ghana players, they're not playing as a team um, at all. Like, um, someone picks up the ball. It, if someone does pick up the ball in an attacking third, their head is like either down, like, or it's like I'm near goal, so I'm gonna shoot. <laughs> no matter who's in a better position or no matter what angle they're at, I'm going for a shot. If it goes over, I tried. Um, the worst one is when the ball spills out and some <laughs> one of the guardian players is running onto it, and he's just like, "No, nah, I'm going for this. I'm gonna whack it," and he does whack it, and he whacks it into space. You know, <laughs> you know. Um, so you've got you've got that um, there. So it just real lack of cohesion. Players, some players, you question whether their their hearts are in it. Um, T was saying that maybe some players they want to they want to come out of the competition unscathed for their clubs, their, you know, their club sides. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's really disheartening. Um, I, I want to still all Kofi's one because I know Kofi's got something to say about it as well, but. It is, it is disheartening to see. For, for me personally, when I watch Ghana, no matter what shape we're, we've been in, there's always been passion um, and fight. And I don't see that in this team. It's possibly one of the, the worst team, Ghanaian team I've seen um, play. Yeah, I mean, everything Jay said and and more... Um... I'll be honest, watching watching the Ghana game, Jay knows that I, I even missed... The, for the first half of the game. So I, I can't remember. I don't know if I was still wallowing after the Chelsea defeat and whatnot. I don't know. But my, my head just wasn't was just wasn't in football. And yeah, watching them playing the way that they played was just it was just disgusting. It was just disgusting. Um you know the the, the selfishness of these players, yeah, kind of reminded me of Okay, them playing as individuals, but it kind of reminded me of the situation at United, where it was just manual playing on playing on vibes. It was get the ball, run with it. There's no patterns of play; it's just run with it. Man will just run, 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 take a shot. And it's just like, yeah, yeah, I ran, I took a shot. No one, no one should come and tell me anything. And then on top of that, the way they've conceded the goal as well. I, I mean, obviously after the after the game, you kind of understand what what's kind of happened, all the rest of it, but do your job and it, it just it's just not about it and it got gone are the days of the, the likes of um Asimar Jean, SCN, Stephen PR, all these men that were stalwarts for the team. Like the, these these are names that shouldn't even be mentioned anymore. But they still are. And why? Because the current crop they're just not up to it. We we can't look up to these men. So where every World Cup comes around, I'm looking forward to Repping Ghana this this year, but I don't even know whether they're even going to qualify. It, you know, and and that for me is even disheartening. So, um, 
Yeah, this Afcon, boy, they, I mean, they still have a chance of going through. Um, Ayu says, "Hey, Kana will win the last game." <laughs> um, said that with a lot of them as well, so we have to see. But yeah, it's, it's not, it's not been great, man. He needs to tell his brother to start turning up. You know, what I'm saying one, one, he's one about three goals in about five years, bro. I think I add as well. That's frustrating. Is like. The guys that are in the team that are talented, like Sudamina um, and these kind of guys, are not being used to mm. their strengths. He's, this is, for example, Sudamina, he's a guy that dribbles at teams. He's got some of the best dribbling stats in, in Europe um, for Ren. Um, he's no one's passing to him. when he gets the ball. They're passing into passing the ball to him and. You know, onto his wrong foot, all these kind of things. Like, he, yeah. it's it's a case of, I guess he's a he's a newbie to the team, so he's like he has to sort of put his straps or something. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it's, it's stuff like that's frustrating. You're not seeing the best of him because of it. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really frustrating. Yeah. I but, think it's a quality thing, though. I do think it's like I do because what you guys are saying in general, I do think it's because the names that you was mentioning before, you mix them in, and then you mix in the Kevin Prince Bolting when uh, he was even playing. Then you mix in Suleiman Tari. Like there's a there's a level of player that was playing before in the team that was playing for like a top top you at, at a top top European level. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Um, I don't know if all of the players that Gardner have got right now are, are at that same level. Do you know what I mean? Or definitely the ones that's playing. Do you know what I mean? Because doesn't mm. like Andre Ayew plays? Don't, I swear he plays Championship. Like Swansea. No, he's, he's, Swansea? he's in Qatar now. Oh, he moved. Yeah. Oh, he's in Qatar now. Yeah, you moved. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he went to our side. He's playing for Xavi for a bit actually. Jordan. Jordan, the less said about it, the better. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Just in terms of yeah. he, he's he's the definition of he plays for himself. He could be so much better, so mm. much, so much, so much better. But he plays for himself, always has done, probably always will do. And like when you're talking about the individual stuff, that's exactly what this guy's about. He can shoot, he can move, he's actually got a good touch, he can hold the ball up, he could like most stuff in football, yeah, he can actually do. But if he was a team player, he will be so sick. He will mm. be so so sick. But you know, he, <laughs> he's like he does his signature thing where He'll pick up the ball, he'll turn, and he's always looking for a shooting angle, no backlift. And his shot will go remotely on target or whatever. Sometimes it will do it, but again, man's playing for himself. So when you've got those two up front, when I've seen those two play as a two up front, I'm like, uh, and then that's what I was asking you guys, like, does, do you guys have any other strikers? Do you have any, you know, is there anyone there? And obviously, <laughs> if they're not being able to play, then, you know, that's difficult. Yeah, one of them punched the Gabonga, isn't it? Went to the dressing room and uh, said he's not coming back out <laughs> to face his red card. <laughs> I, I respected that referee though. He was not going to be punked. Bro, he was like, no, no, no. Bring him out. Like, go, go and collect your boy. He was not having a bar of it. <laughs> go and get him. You know what I'm saying? But um, yeah, we, obviously we don't want to see stuff like that, man. Because I feel like in the tournament, it's, it's, it, I feel like people are desperate. Some people are just desperate to laugh at the tournament. They're desperate mm. to make a mockery and say how this is bad and yep. this is they they they're dying for it kind of thing. Yeah. The level of coverage and whatever is poor. You know them showing the game. Some of the games no co commentary and whatever. You know, so some people are just dying for it. So, and then obviously then you have refs not helping themselves. Some refs mm-hmm. are not really helping themselves, um, and they're messing it out for everybody else. But my hope is that as the tournament progresses, like you know the the quality 
um, as people get more in there, like I saw Mo Salah's goal a couple of days ago, like the ball, you know, dropped over his shoulder and just volleyed it. The Breakdown Podcast. You know what I'm saying? And and, and won the game 1-0 for his team. Who yeah, I think if they lost, they would have gone out, right? Egypt. They'd have probably been out if they'd have lost that second game. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He's done his thing. Yesterday, it was, uh, it was a good game on Sunday, the 16th, uh, Jan. That was a good game. Mm-hmm. Ivory Coast, Ivory Coast yeah. and um, Sierra Leone. Uh, yeah. Even though uh, some goals. dubious, some dubious equaliser boy. This uh, uh, can I ask? You see that keeper here? Yeah? <laughs> the ball, boy, watch the replays, bro. bro can you? I, I, can someone sort of just sort of like name a caption for what he was thinking in his head when the ball slipped and then he just watched the? He didn't move, you know. He just watched it. He was pain. crying. He looked like he was pain. crying watching it. Oh. <laughs> I felt so sorry for you. Uh, I felt bad, man. It was peak. You know them ones, yeah. I actually, I genuinely felt, yeah, that he was like, "Oh no, someone's <laughs> going to kill me. Someone's going to come and kill me." Funny, he, he had to do it. So he called for the stretcher. <laughs> he called for the stretcher afterwards. Like, no, I'm done. <laughs> I called, but I, yeah. I was like, I literally said, I said, listen. This is one for the dubious goals panel. This is one for we just need to investigate because I'm just like that. I've never seen I've never seen that in my life. He was nowhere near the goal. He was nowhere near it. Like there was the ball, but the, anyway. The ball was just going out and he chased it down, you know, and kept it in. <laughs> Not even kept it in. He passed it back into exactly. a dangerous area. It's after odd. after uh, after one of the uh, one of the keepers had like I'm sure was it him who saved the penalty earlier in the game? No, it was a Yeah, and there was. I remember one of the goals. The keeper basically ran the opposite way of the ball. Like yeah. the keeper literally <laughs> ran out of the way of. The, and I was just like, "Nah, man, this is some some of this." But it was an entertaining game, though. Like Ivory Coast was getting the ball down on the floor. They were playing. Zaha was doing his thing. Very individual, but it was what it was, mm-hmm. and it was just one of those ones where Ivory Coast didn't kill the game off, and therefore. You know, um, obviously they were able to get back into it. So my hope is that as teams are like more cohesive and playing a bit more, that they can, you know, what I mean, the quality level will obviously improve. And as you read that, like any tournament, like we had the Euros. I remember it was it was the one where Roy Hodgson was the manager, yeah, and that was that dire, was that absolutely was dire. Like, like it was terrible. It was so so bad, like so bad. So it, it can happen anywhere, and I think that's the most important thing. Um, that people just that people don't just see it as like a an inconvenience or whatever. But you know, talking about obviously talking about Man United, talking about people playing as individuals and whatever, Man United 2 0 up against Aston Villa, get pegged, pegged back 2 2. Um it's a it is a mess. We've talked so much about Man United on on here that there's I don't know what more can be what's what's the point. In talking about Man United anymore, do you get what I'm trying to say? But Aston Villa, on the other hand, what do you guys think has been the difference in them since Steven Gerrard has taken them over um, just on the pitch? Like, what can you see that's different now? Confidence. The first thing, like, obviously you can't, you can't, it's not like a tangible thing, but like, the way he's asking Villa to play, you can visibly see the line's a lot higher and he's got man... He's got, he's just, I think he's reinstalled a, just the confidence that maybe was just lacking a little bit under Dean Smith. And it's not like I didn't see that confidence before because last season when Villa had a, you know, a good run of form, 
like the, the players look confident, they were expressing themselves, but they kind of lost that. Whereas now, it looks like, you know, I'm seeing Mings bring the ball forward like he used to try before. And Konza as well, you know, stepping up from the back. You've got Cash. Cash is very, very advanced now. And like he's getting into areas where he can be dangerous and he can influence the game. Um, obviously, um, um, Luca Dino made his made his debut yesterday, and he had a lot. He had a lot of attempts on goal, and it was like he's he's becoming an influence. And then the likes of Ramsey, you can see he's kicked on um, with Gerard, and maybe there's some specific kind of inspiration there. And obviously, Gerard's going to have a vested interest. I've heard him kind of mention um, Ramsey quite a bit. Um, but again, yeah, man, it just looks like. Across the side, there's just a new confidence. He's given San- Sanson like a, a new lease of life, it seems. Um, and um, with the signings as well coming in, you've obviously got like a an inspirational figure who, who might not want, want to come in and play for, basically. Um, but again, you know, looking at the front line, Watkins, Ings, like those guys, that they, they look visibly like, okay, we believe now that we can go in and hurt teams, which is what they're doing. Um, so that's the first thing for me, like just the confidence and the, the way that Gerard seems like he's installing a bit of belief in them. When he talks after, like, after games, he's like, listen, after that game in particular, I was like, our first half wasn't good enough. That's not what I expect kind of thing. So there's like a standard, there's a level that he's looking to 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 reach as a benchmark. And um, yeah, it's, it looks good. It looks yeah, good. Confidence is, is the main yeah. thing I'd say. I don't want him to fall into the same trap Dean Smith fell into, though, where it was like um, playing Danny Ings and playing Watkins. They don't work as a pair. Like, people have tried before. Even on, even as the play against Man United, it wasn't until, Ing- I think it was Ings that uh, came off and then all of a sudden it looked a bit better. You can't play the two of them. They're two very selfish individuals in terms of they want to score. Do you know what I mean? Ollie Watkins, mm. he doesn't want, he's not trying to provide. He's trying to get near the goal and shoot and score. And, um, Ings is more clinical than Watkins, but Watkins does more for the team than Ings, you know. So if you're playing both of them, this was the thing. Because I think Dean Smith, you know, the, he, to the death of him was 3-5-2 with um, those two up front. So that's the only thing that for Gerrard. And I feel like he, on the weekend, when they played against Man United, part, half of the reason why the first half was so poor was because I believe that they were they were prepared for Man United to play 4 2 2 2 they were prepared for a narrow Man United and a midfield battle. And so obviously he's thinking, no, we're going to pack the mid, you know, play narrow themselves, have no real super, super width. And obviously they were just pinned back in their own half, the first half and that. But um, yeah, so he just, I just don't want him to fall into the trap of playing both of them. He needs to play one or the other. And especially now, and this is one thing I would say that's changed, is like the creative players, there's not just one now. Do you know what I mean? You, like, Jacob Ramsey can beat a man and he literally can score a goal, he can assist. He does a lot of stuff that his stats aren't going to be, oh, he scored 15, 20 goals. But when you actually watch the guy play, the guy, he's he's playing beyond his years. Do you get what I'm saying? Where's he's playing problem? well, well, well beyond his years kind of thing. Mm, he's playing like a man at that age. And then you have players like Buendia, Silky, you know, now Coutinho coming silky, Leon Bailey will be silky, Traore will be silky. So the creative side of the game, you can see them creating loads of chances. They proper, Aston Villa proper break lines. They turn over the ball heavy. That's one thing. McGinn is on his bike, yeah? They will turn over the ball and they're at your neck. And when they pass, one thing I can see is combination moves when it comes to 
breaking the lines. There's a lot of mm. one-touch moves. Touch, 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 touch. And But for Watkins being a bit more clinical, he would have had more goals. Do you know what I mean? So the chance creation has just gone through the roof under Gerrard. Mm. So for me, that's what I would say, that the chance creation and the individual creativity is proper there now to see. Whereas before, yeah. you know, last season, it's all Grealish. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I've been impressed actually with... Um... The defensive side of things as well, and the way he, um, even from the first game, was it against Brighton, mm. um, and how he, um, I think the narrowness you speak about is it's a way of condensing the game um, into small areas, um, and then essentially what he does is force force the team, force the opposition team to play by Villa's rules rather than um, the way that they want to play. Um, so he, yeah, he's got that kind of Christmas tree type um formation going on where the wingers actually are are playing quite close to each other and behind the, the main striker. And they stop, I guess, the opposition, especially the teams that like to play from the back, they stop those guys from playing into midfield and force the, the ball out wide. Um, and then, like you said, McGinn, Ramsey, those guys, the eights, if you like, all, all press. Um, the fullbacks, if the, if the ball goes to the fullbacks because he can't go through the middle and press them and try and make them go backwards, and then you know the, the other team know that they're basically in the game. Um, mm. So I feel like even when they played Liverpool, when they played City, those two teams knew that they were in the game, um, and not for, I guess, against Liverpool, contentious, but mm. <laughs> contentious. But Mings bought it, um, you know, not for that. Liverpool were were struggling to break down um, that Villa side, uh, and you know Villa were basically forcing Liverpool to to play out in in the wide areas as opposed to going through the middle, which which they look to do this season. Um, so yeah, I've been impressed with the defensive side of things, and every the good thing is that every player knows what they're doing on the pitch for Villa. Um, whoever starts the starts in the team, and I think. Um, I saw a stat that um, like the the goals that Villa are letting in now are comparable to like the teams are that are in the top four. They don't let in too many goals anymore. Um, it's less than a goal a game. So that that kind of form and that kind of defense will always see you um, in a good spot in the Premier League. Um, so yeah, they can add some more goals um, and get this, the combination play popping off like they have been in. You know, refine it. Then yeah, they'll no team will want to play them. Basically, mm. um, they remind me of um, uh, you're Mark, you're not gonna like this, but uh, they remind me of like a, a little day at Liverpool. If, if you like, um, <laughs> <laughs> actually, some of the time, some of the way, you know, sometimes. No, I'm with it, right? man. Coutinho <laughs> on that. Come on. <laughs> you know, um, you know, with the fullbacks interchanging with the. The, the wide men and whatnot and the free, third man runs and stuff like that. It's, it's a bit Liverpool-like. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's good from Gerrard. I, I was I was sceptical of him when he was coming in. thought he might be a bit too inexperienced for it, but fair play. But we'll see what time time, time, time says as well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no. I, I, and I just want to quickly add as well. I mean... Uh, we've been waxing. You guys have been waxing lyrical about Villa, and I would, and I would as well. I just haven't spoken yet, but um, you know, waxing lyrical about Villa. But then, just even after yesterday's result, they haven't won a game in four. 
you know, they, they lost 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 to Chelsea, lost to Brentford away, you know, obviously lost the Man United game, you know, in the cup and then drew yesterday. But this is what this is the you know a part of the old saying. It's it's not it's not about the losing, but it's how you do it. And the performances in the pitch, even though you know Villa have you know had their few disappointments within the last couple of weeks, it, there's been an upturn in there's been an upturn in the way that they're performing, and and that's that's ever so that's ever so positive. And some of the stats that Jay spat out there as well, you know, I didn't even know, I didn't even I wasn't even aware of that, um, but I should have been because watching them play, they just look a hell of a lot more solid, you know, a lot more progressive going forward. The confidence that weren't there. Under Dean Smith is there now, and it just got, it kind of just goes to show you that yeah, the, the the impact of the coach is like, I mean, coaches get blamed when teams lose, but it's moments like this where you realise sometimes yeah, you have to really, really, really look at the coaches, um, you know, part to play in the team's performances a lot of the time, and yeah, Villa they they're reaping the rewards, man. I, I love what I'm seeing. I hope for them it continues, you know, likes of Jacob Ramsey coming up trumps again, um, you know, Coutinho back, you know, it'd be good to see a renaissance from, from you know, let's say a world-class talented player. I have, to, I have to add that talented player. He's not someone you deem as world-class right now because of his performances over the last few years, but he, he definitely has the talent. Um, so if he could be a lot again. No, I feel like I feel like could be going places, man. But Mark, I agree with you. They cannot do that Ings and Watkins thing up top. They, 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 that yeah, one is just one. it's just abandon it completely and just do one or the other. Rotate. Eventually, eventually, Villa will have to upgrade on both Watkins yeah. and Ings because Watkins, yeah. what Watkins is really good for the ball sticks, man. He's he's got a good touch. The ball sticks, just not bouncing off him. You know what I mean? Like certain, you know what I mean, hundred million pound man, but that's that's a whole different you know what I'm <laughs> the ball's not flicking off somebody, the touch is good, you know what I mean? So you can you can trust, but if this well, if he had finishing like the hundred million pound man, you know what I'm trying to say, <laughs> that's the trade-off. <laughs> Kofi's number. <laughs> he just sighed, you know, when you said that. Where'd you go after after Watkins though? I, I think I think that's a bit harsh. Yeah. You have to upgrade, though, man, because you can't stay. It's like, for example, it's like, it, it, is it harsh to say, for example, Axel Twenze came back on loan to Aston Villa, yeah, but he had a stinker, like he had an absolute mm-hmm. stinker when he was at the. And Konsa and Mings are better. So Dean Smith was trying to shoehorn all three of them in. Gerard comes in and says, "No, you're not good enough," and I don't think you're better than. Um, how I think it's Hawes. I think it's Hawes. How you yeah. say it? Hawes House. Well, I don't house. Know. Hawes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One of them. Anyway, you're not better than the third centre back. So off you go. And he's off to Napoli. The breakdown podcast. It's not fair. Like it's not quote unquote fair or whatever. But it's like he's coming back to a different type of club that's trying to do different stuff. When he was doing well, they were in the championship. When he was doing well, do you get what I'm trying to say? Coming in, it's like it's different. So. Now, for example, you got Matt Target. Has he done anything wrong? Wrong, eh, but can yeah, you upgrade? Yeah, you can. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, do you, you know? Is it deep on Target? Maybe, but here we go. Dina, do you get what I'm saying? Bombing up and down the wing 25 mil. You can't say no to that. So, I'm saying in certain positions, it's not a case of like, uh, because I think certain players will keep you in a certain space depending on what's around them. Do you see what I'm saying? Whereas imagine 
now Aston Villa go and get the someone who doesn't hit the crossbar. Do you get what I'm saying? Or the post, or doesn't miss some? Because I would say Watkins is, uh, I score two out of five chances. Do you get what mm. I'm saying? Imagine they go and get that three out of five. That could translate to European football. So you have to think of it about it that way. If they now go and get the person that's going to score three out of five, that pushes them from the ninth, tenth kind of thing, you know, to the, you know, where where, you know, your eighth, seventh, you know, what I'm saying around that kind of area and sixth. I think that's what they'll be looking to do. That's the area. And that's the most encouraging thing I see with Aston Villa is that they're trying to improve in key areas. But what they're actually, they're actually putting square pegs in square holes. Like, like it's the signings now, they're just starting to make sense. Do you get what I'm mm. saying? It's no scattergun thing actually starting to make sense. In sure. That's why I say with the Watkins thing, you know what I'm saying? Just more goals, more clinical output. And less of him having to have the ball stick, for example, because you've got midfielders to do that. Mm. So I've got a question then, because because the, the three out of five striker um, point is is key. And to be to be honest with you, in in the, in the most part, that that's what even top teams, even the teams in the top four, are sort of looking for. So then, if you're if you're saying, and and I get and I get the the point that yeah, you know, players in the Aston Villa squad could be upgraded. And that, but then if if you like like T asked earlier on, like if you're looking past Watkins, who who are you looking at? Because I, I like, like and I'm talking about realistically looking at in the market, you know, even in the summer, you know, you talk about the Aston Villa project, like Mark. You, I mean, you you're more aware of the Aston Villa project more than more than us, man. Here, um, you know more about what's going on, in, you know, inside of the club, um, you know, the, the rumors and all the rest of it. So. What is Aston Villa's Aston Villa's aim here? Like, what what are they fighting for? Especially, you know, bringing in Jared now, but for for the next couple of years. So you talk about upgrades and positions. Who, what sort of names could they attract in the market? So that, that's I what think, I'm thinking about. Yeah. So I'm. I, so for example, Danny Ings is a more prolific scorer than Watkins. Mm. He, just in, in general, you know, if mm. you put those those give Danny Ings a sniff. He's you know more more often than not he's not really missing. Do you get what I'm trying to say? He's mm. he's quite clinical when it comes to gl- obvious glaring chances and even half chances that he's able to head the ball and whatever. He's 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 gonna do well. Um, but obviously, it's, it's him or like the gap between Ings and Watkins is mm, a few. It's like maybe three goals, four goals. Do you know what I mean? It's not mm. that much of a difference. So it's got to be somebody that maybe adds five, six goals plus on what Watkins does kind of thing. So that it's, it's that clinical stuff. And I think this is where your scouting comes in, though. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Because teams have bought players and they haven't spent loads of money and that player's turned out to be really, really good. Do you get what I'm trying to mm. say? So I don't think it's necessarily names. And I think this is where you separate yourself from a lot of the other clubs and your strategy is a bit different, is that you're not just going after names. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Like, mm. for example... John McGinn, who really who really knew about John McGinn before he came to Aston Villa? Nah, who was oh. checking for Esri Concert before he came to Aston Villa? Tyro Mings was a, a failed left-back at Bournemouth, an injury-prone guy. Now he's come to Aston Villa. He's now come and he's, you know what I mean, playing for England in the Euros and all that kind oh, of stuff. No, no, There's no, loads no, of players. No, no. I, I, I've, I've got Mings. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on. I know your point. 
No, 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 no. I get your point, bro. Hundred percent, yeah. And I, yeah. I understand the theory, but Mings is not a top. Is not a good player, bro. I'm sorry. Those okay, other examples. That's your opinion. No, but that's good. That's your opinion. Those other, those other examples. I'm just, gonna, I'm just going yeah. by. I'm going by. Is Mings better than when he came to Aston Villa? Has he done more in his career than when he came to us? If he was still playing at Bournes, if he didn't come to Aston Villa, would he be in the England team right now? The answer is no. Very simple. Yeah, I'm saying he's 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 got promoted, played in the Premier League, all these games. It might not be everybody's cup of tea, but he played in the Euros. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Played in the Euros, did his thing. There's a lot of so even if it's not international tournaments, you know, you know this. But who 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 who? Out, out of um, the England crop, yeah, who else has who else has had a rise like like him? I would say Mings. Mings benefits from a couple of things. Like he's he's a physical, he's he's got a physical profile, and he's he's a bit of a I guess he's a bit of a hard man or whatever he he goes by. Yeah? And he's left footed. He's left footed. That's what he benefits from. Like otherwise, bro, we've been through this. Mings is a very average guy. But you know what? I'll I'll I will give you I'll give you those other players because I agree with you. But I think going back to your point about upgrading, I think Target, Target, you got him from Southampton, right? He's a he's a Southampton yeah. product. I think for the way that you want to play, there's a clear upgrade that can happen. Like that that makes sense to me. Like Dino, cool, yeah, that big upgrade makes sense. But in the other areas, like the striker position, I will. I wonder if if you take Ollie Watkins out the side, like what? Okay, so if we isolate the the goal point, what he gives the side, in my opinion, will affect how you guys are able to play, because the pressing, and the hold up play, and the combination play from him, I think is is way more valuable at the moment than the goals, because he still gets goals. And I think actually that's there's there's something in Watkins because the the it was his first season in the Premier League last season, right? Yeah. So I would say that I I, I wouldn't say that he can't improve his finishing, you know, because he hit the post a lot of the time last season. And I don't think season. it's bro. I think I think it's small margins there, you know, because if you and, think but about that's, but that's the difference though, isn't it? Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. No, it, I hear that. I, United, I, I, I hear it. If you take the two fixtures, when he played against Man United in the FA Cup, I believe, and he's through on goal, and they're pasting Man United. They're giving Man United hell. You know what I mean? De Gea is having kittens. You know what I'm saying? They're battering them. He's going through on goal, and he's hitting the crossbar. Mm. You put Ings in that position, slot it in, that's 1-0. The floodgates could open. That's that's what I'm saying. I get it. From a developmental point of view, mm. it's cool. And, and, and I guess... In terms of Villa's movement kind of thing, this is the difference, though, in it. Like, it, you can just sidestep if you want and say, "Listen, we'll put Watkins there." But I don't think that the 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 striker of a, a club that's trying to get into the top six, seven, eight that has that ambition, him having a great touch is fantastic. But his job is to score goals. Do you get what I'm saying? And I think let Buendia. Let Coutinho, if they sign him permanently, let Leon Bailey, let some of these guys take on some of the burden that you're talking about in terms of link-up play. Do you get what I'm saying? Because you're right. For right now, 
he's good. And I'm not even saying he wouldn't play in that new system. I'm not, I don't think he, I'm not saying he wouldn't play. He would play, yeah. definitely. Watkins is a good player. But I'm saying if you have the other option of the shooter, do you get what I'm trying to say? Just the straight up, the straight up goals, man. And, and it's a bit more than, you know, it's 20 goals plus consistently every season. Do you get what I'm trying to say? I'm saying that's probably the next area. Because if you look at target, that upgrade from target to Dina is massive. Mm. That's a massive one. I Here's another one for me with Aston Villa. Um, midfield, Douglas Louise, he's getting upgraded 100, 150%. They're looking for a holding midfielder. You can see they're looking for um, looking at Basuma. Mm. Whether whether they can Gerard can convince him to come is a different thing. But someone would say that's harsh because Douglas Suiz is all right and whatever. But he's lightweight. Do you see what I'm trying mm. to say? And at a certain level, it's like now for Aston Villa to go and and to to now start physically competing with the teams. It can't just be John McGinn that's running around. Currently, yes, it's fantastic. John John McGinn's running around. And Douglas Louise is controlling the ball and doing his silky things on whatever. But Douglas Louise is extremely lightweight and brittle. If you can upgrade to Bissouma, who not only can pass, not only can he head the ball, but this guy can can even input in terms of driving the team forward. Imagine a midfield two of Bissouma and John McGinn. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So it's it's, it's when you're when in terms of Aston Villa. The growth has to be that there's just solid players coming and just upgrading the whole thing as opposed to like a little bit better and a little bit mm. better. Do you see what I'm saying? There's a certain areas now where you go, okay, cool. In order for you to literally be in that top six conversation, top seven conversation, you're going to have to have some really, really, really functional players. Do you get what I'm saying? At the moment, it's a decent, it's like, like I say, it's everyone's favourite second team. But mm-hmm. you have to move from being everyone's favorite second team to being a complete nightmare to play against. Do you get what I'm trying mm-hmm. to say? Like people have to think that I don't want to go to Villa Park right now. It's like a cute club. It's like, oh, that's nice. Oh man, that's good. Yeah, we're going to Villa Park. Then we'll be on TV. We'll go down there. You know, we'll beat them. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Like, oh, it's lovely. But they have to turn them, and I'm sure with Gerard, he wants to turn them into a bit more of a nasty club. Mm-hmm. Do you get mm. what I'm trying to say? A bit more of a nasty club with a lot more of an edge and a bit more of a... Not only are the... Oh, it's like... It's cute. The fans are cute. Oh, fans, man, they've got good songs. They really come out to support and whatever. But you have to you have to change that around. Do you get what I'm trying to say? You can't just be taking old washed-up players anymore. It's things like that. You can't take up... Can't take people's leftovers or people's players on loan without an option to buy. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. So it's, that's that's more the angle I'm talking about. When I'm talking from a Villa perspective, I'm saying, listen, there's small gains that can be made, but at the same time, like in certain areas for where you're trying to go and how much money is at their disposal, do you get what I'm saying? Because you also have to factor that in. FFP, they've just sold Jack Grealish for 100 mil as a homegrown player. Do you know what that does to FFP? That sticks two fingers up and says, listen, mate, I was uh, yeah. If I want it, I'll have the dessert as well. Do you get what I'm saying? That's that's literally what it does. When you sell a homegrown player for a hundred mil, yeah, hundred mil, you know what the net spend, you know what that does to you. Do you get what I'm saying? So mm. they can afford people now. Gerard's the manager. He's already pulled in Coutinho. Who uh, do you know what I'm trying to say? I see them even being linked to Luis Suarez, bro. <laughs> I'm never joking. I saw a link with Luis Suarez. I was like, wow. <laughs> You'd love that. But one. I'm just. 
I, uh, I would celebrate it 100%. <laughs> but you know what I'm trying to say, though? Like, in yeah. terms of the, the, the style of play, the team or whatever, to keep them at the level they're at now, of course, a lot of these guys, yeah, they can stay. But in terms of, if you're on about, like you said, to the to the next level, you're right. Mings probably would get upgraded. In oh, fact, bro, definitely. He's definitely, he definitely getting upgraded. Because I see, I see you, man, scouting. I see you, man, sniffing around Joe Gomez and that. He's definitely getting up. He's definitely getting upgraded, bro. One hundred percent, because he makes too many errors. But I, I, I see what you're saying. I just, I just, I just, you know, what? I'll be interested to find out that where you go if the area is the striker department, because I think, I think you probably got in Ings, thinking he's that twenty goal guy, 15, 20 goal guy, 100%. and then I think Watkins. I don't know. I maybe I'm biased. I don't know, but I, I just don't know where you go after Watkins right now. Maybe maybe in a year's time, maybe a couple of years, if he can't, if he doesn't make that that step up. But I, I think there's something there where he can make the step up. I think that's what I'm trying to say, basically. Yeah, no, 100. I, I agree, though. Like, there's just there's, there's a couple of areas. And if it, it, again, the club the size of Aston Villa, where it is now, in terms of trying to push in that year, do you get what I'm saying? It's, it's just, it's, yeah, Watkins can develop, and I'm sure he will develop. He is developing. Like you say, it's only his second season at that level kind of thing. There's going to be a time where, you know what I'm trying to say, but, for example, if he wants to, for example, play in the England side and actually make the final cut and stuff like that, that first touch ain't going to do it for you. Do you know what I mean? You're going to be you're going to be up against real shooters. So mm. that's where the difference comes. And if you like that for your country... Come on, you're gonna to need to, you know what I mean? You're gonna to need to be able to be more clinical. Cause obviously, I think as a youngster, he said he, he used to play on the wing. Mm, mm. He didn't even used to play up front. So it's a position that he's learning, he's trying to grow in and stuff like that. But you know, I think Gerard's gonna be a top manager though, personally. I actually do believe he's gonna be a very, very good manager because tactically, he seems to know exactly what he's trying to do. That's half the job as a manager. Mm. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Is actually understand what you're trying to do and communicate that with players. There's a respect level because people know how good he was as a player. Do you get what I'm trying to say? You, you definitely grew up watching him. And he's probably still one of the best players in training. The Breakdown Podcast. You, you have that, you know what I mean? It's like yeah, Zidane yeah, yeah. has that same kind mm. of thing where it's just like if, if Zidane's your coach, you know, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, you're like, oh, that aura I can't, yeah. yeah, I can imagine. You know what I mean? Bang tidy, Vieira, probably bang tidy in training kind of thing. So there's just a way where you just go and some of these guys, you think, yeah, they they kind of understand it. So, you know, interesting times at Villa. But, you know, I think um, they're doing well. Do you get what I'm trying to say with their signings? But um, obviously your boys, T, Newcastle, you know, your guy, Eddie Howe, Ah, I told, I told you, you. you shouldn't have appointed him, <laughs> bro. Nah, 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 nah. We're not doing this. Hey, Mark is you know cheeky, you know. <laughs> if you can insert a clip, if you can insert a clip here of Mark and say, Yeah, no, anyhow, yeah, this, that, and the third. Listen, bro, I'm, I told you. I told is it you. his fault, though? Is it, is it, is it Eddie Howe's fault? For this, is it is it is it actually down to him? Did they did no, they appoint the wrong manager? Do you no, think? No, no, it can never be his fault. It could whoever appointed Eddie Howe is their fault because one win in ten games, bro. This guy, do you know what? I'm even thinking now. Did they even accept the fate and just think, you know what? This guy could could get us back up. Let's let, think, let's even get like one step ahead because see, I think that's what I think that's part of it. You know, I think they're mm. probably looking at the long term. 
rather mm. than and and Eddie Howe's been in what every level of English football, right? Yeah, he's managed at every level. Yeah, so I think that's probably what they're looking at. And say to interrupt, but like I think um, they they're putting things in place in it. Like they've got a new I think medical doctor, new sporting director as well, and all those things behind the scenes are coming into play as well. So perhaps that's what they're doing. They just they're trying to work with the club organically. Um, and I've accepted that they probably might go down because um, the games that they got coming and with the way that they, particularly on the weekend, going one nil up, that was a great goal like from um, Alan, our guy, Gucci. Um, but then the way they reacted after that was just, I, I don't know. <laughs> That's not a, <laughs> and I, and I, and I, I saw um, an interview from Alan after the game as well and he was just like the fans the fans don't deserve the club to be in this position and he was like maybe I'm going to have to you know take matters into my own hands and score more goals because it seems like when I score one goal it's not enough and stuff like that so and that was quite telling sorry to interrupt do you think he's do you think he's actually um, St Max here do you think he he's made to be a big fish in a small pond potentially uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. I, I think his his talent his talent is potentially world class uh-huh. in my opinion that, that I do think um, but, but in that today's in, in, and that yeah. is that going to fly in t- well, that's what I was going to say today's football landscape um, top teams are not going to allow you to do basically what he does at Newcastle unfortunately Um so, but he, that's what he said. He said he's going to score more goals. He's going to have to oh. score more goals like that because one goal's not enough for, for Newcastle. Well, they bought Chris Wood for £25 million. I'm sure he, <laughs> I'm sure he can help. I, I like Chris Wood, you know, as a as a, as a striker. I don't mind him. I don't mind him. But £25 million, you you, don't, you you got more money than sense. Well, but that's what they're going to have to do, isn't it, in their position. Any signing that they make, they're gonna have to. It's gonna have to be silly. Gonna have to be silly. Release uh, relegation clauses involved. It's gonna have to be silly money. Um, silly Maybe wages. they did it to weaken Burnley, though. Maybe they did it just to weaken their opposition, their direct that's, rival. That's what I was thinking. That's exactly what, what I was. Thinking. Oh. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Time will tell. I mean, they bought Trippier, and then played Cambridge and went out of the. If they cop like, <laughs> this game, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's how you just drop that. Trippy is one, yeah. Like, I don't know how much they thought about that. Unless you, you want to be, I think Trippier will benefit from a side who dominates the ball. You know what I mean? Newcastle at the moment don't look like a side that's going to be dominating the ball, and you got to think about it. The, offensive positions he's going to get in as well is he even going to be able to 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 play to his advantage and to be able to offer the side like what he's good at which we all know is 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 delivery his offensive game is, is good defensive game is not terrible but i'm just wondering what the thought process was there maybe you could shore up the back line first and foremost before you're thinking about you know offensive delivery and, and these kind of things if 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 the back line is not is not watertight and today was 17th of Jan and have Newcastle signed a centre-back yet? They haven't, have they? 
No, they're trying to go for um, Diego Diego Carlos at um, Sevilla. They're in mm. talks, 42 mil. Um, but it's those kind of signings. It's, I mean, you can imagine what 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 Diego Carlos and you know Sevilla are going to request from. Oh, he, he can't believe his luck. What? <laughs> he, can't, he just hit the lottery. What but, do you mean? But, but we spoke about this with that when we was even talking about Gerard and Aston Villa. The first thing he's done is is let these players know what they should be doing in certain situations, and I don't I don't feel like I've seen that with with um, Eddie Howe and Newcastle. They still don't seem like they you know they know what they're doing um, in certain situations. And the 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 thing the only thing that just sticks in my head a little bit is that the last thing he did was get relegated. Yeah, mm. like whew, that's a tough one. You know what I mean? Um, unless and they he, saw, they they have that as part of the plan. He he looked. The thing is with Eddie Howe as well. Like he he looked like he ran out of steam. He looked like a guy that had just run out of steam, and that Bournemouth had just Bournemouth had just lost direction. Because remember when they came out, they were very very impressive. Because it's not like he he had you know some high quality you know players and whatever. You could see he's worked with them. You could see they were playing to a system. You could see what they were trying to do. And they're one of the sides that I, I always think about in terms of sides that have been promoted and 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 played football and been brave enough to play football in, in the Premier League when they come up. When he when he left, it just seemed like he was just dejected. He was just he seemed like a guy who just needed a long break. And coming into to the Newcastle job, where that was always going to be a bit of a slug. So you yeah, listen, I could be wrong in it, but at the end of the day, it, it didn't fill me with optimism when I saw Eddie Howe going Newcastle. Like, I'm not. I'm not too sure about it. I can think of a few million reasons why he might want to, you know, <laughs> why he might want to join Newcastle. Same reason Trippier. Like I said, these these lot of they've come with their plate, man. They've they've come with their plate and their spoon. You know, what I'm saying they're they're ready to chop. They don't care. Like I wouldn't care. To be honest, I wouldn't care if I know I'm what 29, 30, and I've got one big contract left. And say you're at Atletico Madrid, you know you ain't getting that same money. You come back to England and you know these lot are breaded off. So you you can, you know what I'm saying, you can sign that nice lucrative deal and you're good kind of mm. thing. I don't I don't think there's a problem there for, for them to do. But in terms of them staying up, um it's not it's not completely gone because Burnley are abysmal at um this season, absolutely awful. Norwich, I mean Norwich, they've they've they've, they've got more of a chance because Dean Smith knows what he's doing. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. But they've got a lacking quality a little bit. Um, you know, Watford, I mean, yeah. I, I think when Watford decided to let Deeney go, that was probably the most stupid thing they've probably done in the last few years. Do you know what I mean? And and, that, and that's including sacking managers. Do you get what I'm saying? I was, so, I, was in, I was watching our podcast from like the first game of the season and we were saying like uh, who we predict to go down. And I think we even said that, oh, you know, Watford will probably sack their manager before Christmas. Lo and behold, they did <laughs> replace him. So you, you knew that was going to do. But obviously, losing someone like Dini, there's no leadership in that dressing room. You know, they've got Dennis, who is just, you know what I'm saying? He's, he's, he's scoring at a rate that's just mad. But again, the rest of the team are not keeping up. They're not it's keeping five, up with him or whatever. There's fives at the back. Do you know what I'm saying? Defensively, his vibes. That's it. And have they sacked Danny Rose as well? Is he? Is he? Oh yeah, he's gone. He's He's gone. gone. He's cancelled. 
they just cleared him and said, you're not playing again. So it's just one of them. So it's like, they're for me, they're going. So Newcastle have got an opportunity. They're the only ones that can sign properly. You know what I'm trying to say? They can go out and sign a couple of players. My worry is how many do they need to sign? That's my only worry. And can they get all those deals over the line? I, I personally, personally, looking at it, um, Newcastle, um, you know, survived last year, right? And we're pretty much the same couple of players. Um, they could definitely do it again. Um, I'm looking at the fixtures that they've got. I think, they, I think you know, Burnley have got three games in hand on them. Um, one point behind, but I'm not too sure Burnley will actually put away that much. But Newcastle's next fix, next six fixtures, if I if I'm correct in saying, um, I think Leeds, Leeds one. Um, I think Brighton. I don't know if Brighton are another with within that, but no, actually. So I think it's Leeds, Everton, Villa, West Ham, Brentford, and then Brighton. That's the next. That's the next six fixtures, um, up until up until the fifth of March. Uh, out of those games, I mean, eighteen points. Uh, for, for me, if if they can if they can grab nine out of eighteen, I think they're in a really good spot, so for survival by that point, um, especially against teams in and around them as well. I mean, Leeds mm. had a really really good victory yesterday. You know, Everton just you know sacked Rafa Benitez, and we know how, but you know the manager bounce um, works. But Everton looked like slightly; they look like they're in a bit of trouble. Um, you know, the is it no wins in nine? They've just been dragged in. They, people don't see it yet, but they've been dragged in. Um, you know, you know, Villa away to St James's. We have to see what St James's, you know, St James's crowd does and all the rest of it. But their home games are vital. If they're going to have any chance of survival, their home games, they've really got to try and buckle up and try and do stuff. Because I know, yeah, they, you know, they're unlucky to concede the time they did. But we, we, you can just see what St. James's Park does for for that team and what does the St. Max. So, mm. as a Premier home, League, uh, yeah, as the Premier League, we we, we kind of need them to go down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, 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 I'm not gonna lie, it'd be interesting to see. <laughs> no, I want to see them. I want to see. <laughs> We need does money really buy down. success? No, no, no. I want them to stay in, and then we can really judge. Does run? Does money actually buy success? Really? They could listen. They could clear their manager. Yeah, they could literally clear their manager three or four times in a season and have no problems. Three hundred and twenty billion. That's not million. That's not like you know. what I'm saying that's looking at Abramovich and saying that's pocket change. Do you get what I'm trying to say? That's not, and you see what Chelsea are able to do. You know what I mean? They have got bread, bread. So we, as a league, just being like, you know, obviously protecting everyone's status and whatever. Now we need to delay that that as much as possible. <laughs> Make them think twice. You know what I mean? But because if, if they stay up, you just better believe. Because even if it is anyhow, whatever, they'll make signings or whatever, but you could, they'll just sack him. They'll just sack him anyway. And then that Newcastle job becomes way more attractive to somebody else. Do you know what I mean? Um, if they've got signings and they've got whatever, whatever. So, you know, um, somebody going in there this season was always going to be difficult halfway through the season, which looks like relegation with no signings and a squad that looks like it does. That was always going to be hard. But now, if you look at it now, somebody trying to go in there in the summer, that's a bit different. Now, you can probably attract a different type of name. I won't be surprised to see a Mourinho thrown in the hat. You know, yeah. I'm trying to say, I won't be surprised to see someone of that level. They could poach a Conte from... 
Spurs. Do you get what I'm trying to say? But my guess, my real guess is is Jose Mourinho, hundred percent will flat with um hundred and fifty percent. If he got the chance to manage Newcastle, <laughs> that storyline boy. Yep, but Bobby Robson, all of the all of the mm. associations that he has with the club, hundred and fifty percent. If if that was the case, he'll drop Roman like a bad habit boy. Hundred percent, he's out there, you know, and that wouldn't even that wouldn't be a bad move. I think that probably should have been the move to begin with. I don't know why they didn't even try that. I, I have yeah. no idea why they didn't try that. Maybe they did, boy. Who's to know? Do you know what I mean? Mourinho would be fantastic at St James's Park in terms of what they're trying to do. Do you get what I'm saying? Because I tell you, for one thing, they won't be shipping in goals like that. Do you get what I'm saying? They'll be and at that level as well. A manager of that level, of his level, managing at that level, and then able to sign one or two players. I think, and you know how the fans are passionate or whatever. I feel like he'd be a good fit for them. Eddie Howe still might be, but you, it's almost like you get the impression with Eddie Howe, it's for now. You know what I'm trying to say? It's for now, and you know we'll we'll see what kind of happens with that because I don't, I, I don't, I don't believe in it. I don't believe that you did your due diligence and said, yeah, out of all these managers that we can either try and poach or we can try and get. The Breakdown Podcast. I'm going for the man who just got relegated to come in. Remember remember that they went for Emery and and Fonseca uh, uh, before uh, they, and some other guys before they settled on... on um, on Eddie, so so I'm I'm pretty sure he wasn't their first choice, uh, but it's, it's what they Key had to. Yeah, keyword settled. Keyword. Yeah, that's what I think. Right, you know, they went for Emery. So, Emery would have been interesting there. I don't know. <laughs> Saint James is an Emery. <laughs> <laughs> it's difficult, man. It's I think it's difficult because now you got like your manager's trying to come in and essentially work with championship players. You know what I mean? Who have, who are just used to surviving by the skin of their teeth and that. So, I, I saw, I see what they're trying to do, but I, I just don't know. You know what I'm saying? Without the transfer window, without the signings, um, their window so far is not great. It's not a great window. I wouldn't have said they needed a right back. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I would have probably said they needed goals. You know, obviously Chris Woods, they got him in, but I don't know if he's prolific. But I, I know it's not. I, I get my theory is that it's because they just wanted to weaken Burnley by having one less option. But Burnley have got Corne, they've got Vidra, they've got you know what I mean. They've got options up there. Yeah, Chris would jump ship quickly, you know. <laughs> he, he, he jumped quickly as well, bro. He didn't. From New Zealand, they tried it with Ben Me. Yeah, yeah they yeah, tried it with yeah. Ben Me, and he was like, "No, I'm not going to ruin seven years of hard work just by leaving." Obviously, mm. indirecting his own teammate, but Chris, that's a different. <laughs> Chris Wood obviously has a different business case, so you know <laughs> he was off, off the off the straight away. <laughs> Other ideas, you know what I mean? Because you think about someone that's the level of Chris Wood. No disrespect. But you've again, you're there with a big spoon. You know what I'm trying to say. You don't get those kind of opportunities every day, boy. And I think Kim as well. He's played at he's played at quite a few levels in the Premier League. Yeah, of course. What? Yeah, so he's he's. They paid that release fee. He said, "Yeah, no problem. I'm jumping." Big player, Joloff boy. Dug his (laughs) dug his spoon deep. 
you know what I mean? He's <laughs> eating right now. So, because think about it, when would a player like Chris would get to be, uh, you know what I mean, a team like that? It's just not going to happen. So, um, but yeah, I, I worry I worry for Newcastle a little bit. Um, and obviously, if they do go down, like you say, if some, you know, somebody's going to be picking up St. Max. But um, again, I, I, I wonder, I, I just don't know about his appetite, St. Max. I don't know. Kofi, There's certain Kofi. signifiers that made me, mm, I don't know. Kofu pick him up straight away. Oh, without a shadow of a doubt, bruv. Without a shadow of a doubt. Dream, bruv. Absolute dream. Well, you think it will work at what at Chelsea in that system? L- listen, I'm just being I'm just being an idolist right now. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I, I'm not even saying that you even work, but I I love him as a player. Oh I yeah, have him. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? So because you can't t- you the player you can't take you can't take the dribble out of it. You can't yeah no. stop dribbling. You can't. He, he he won't listen to it. He, he, you know you know what it is? He's one of those mavericks that mm. all of us man. We miss. You get what I was trying to say. He is one of those guys, and th- those are the men that make you still have that love for football that you used to have. Yeah. A-, a lot of people won't, won't won't agree with that. A lot of people will probably jump in comments or whatever and argue and say, "Ah, bring us stats and ah, and all this stuff," right? But the the the, the fantasy, the 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 ability to the the you know, watching someone with the ability to do stuff here that you know you can't do or many players can't do is the stuff that, you know, entertainment is made for. That, yeah, that's that's what it is. So. It makes you jump off your seat, for sure. When that's he picks it. up the ball, you're off your seat. Somebody that dislodges defences. So you can set up 4 4 doesn't matter. Doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. He's going to pick the ball up and he's ghosting past two or three players and popping a shot off. And there's probably very little you're going to do other than foul him. This mm. is it. This is it. So, yeah, the players like that, I love them. Would he work in the Chelsea system? Nah, I don't think so. But, you know, you can only dream. Well, it is what it is, man. Yeah, we didn't even have time. We've only got like a couple of minutes left to talk about Wolves. But what did you, T, you wanted to talk about Wolves? Yeah, just just a shout out for them, really, because I think they they they're kind of under the radar a little bit, and a couple of performances they they put in really stood out to me: the City game and Liverpool game. Even though they they lost both of the games, but very very narrow margins. And I think so. You like how you like how they're playing, to yeah? Listen, I'm, I'm just, just saying. A question. It's just a question. <laughs> Do you like how they're playing? I mean. For, for for what they have available to them, I think they're I think they're doing well. I think they're doing well, and I think their league position speaks to that as well. Wow. I think um the way that that is it is it Bruno Large is, it, is that how you pronounce Large. it? Yeah, Large, Large, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. When when he came in, to be honest, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure about him. I wasn't sure how he would adapt. I, I wasn't sure what if the Wolves trainer kind of run out of a bit of steam, but. To be fair to him, he's come in and he's given it a new kind of impetus, you know. And I think um, you've got some players who are really taking the, the next step under him too. You know, you've got uh, Jose Scar coming in. I think has been probably he, he could be in with a shot of one of the signs of the season. Um, Trincao and that. <laughs> I don't know about Trincao, but Jose Scar <laughs> and, and I think eight. eight eight Nori as well. Do you know? I just clocked. I just clocked your 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 issue. I just clocked it, Mark. 
Sorry, sorry. I actually listen. I was even thinking this guy is neutral, bro. This guy coming with his bias. Get out of here, man. <laughs> no, I'm uh, just saying. You like nah, the way nah, they nah. play because if I was to say I like a functional team, yeah, I'm like, nah, this is what you, you so you like what because they're spoiling games pretty much. This, well, <laughs> well, they're doing what they can, but they're spoiling football matches. That's a big say, statement. Yeah, I would say they're a bit more adventurous in their passing um, than they were under what's this? Yeah, 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 I think so. They're a bit more progressive in their passing and you know, they're trying to get the man to dribble as well. Um, Jay, don't listen to him, bruv. Don't listen to him. <laughs> even Trinkau's even Trin- Trin- a good um, ball carrier. And then oh, he is. He's the- definitely. Yeah. yeah, you got, um, what's his name? Neves has got, Neves has got the headband now. So you, that's how you know. He's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's ready. He's ready for that. You know what I mean? Uh, no, though. but, I was I was impressed I was impressed with them against Man United to be honest when they beat Man United I was impressed I, I was impressed with the way that they they shut down um, the wide areas the way that obviously certain things they're still doing they're still switching the ball that's <laughs> standard you know that's that's part of you know uh, what they do they're still switching the ball they're still kind of spread out they're still overloading you know in in some of the wide areas and that they they're doing well but. The, the ugly side, and obviously this is what you have to do. You have to play the way that your players set, are set up. You know what I mean? It means Adama comes on last twenty minutes. You know what I mean? Stretching their defense or whatever. You've got to play towards your strengths, and it's working for them. Because like the last thing you want to do is someone to come in being all expansive when you know that's your roster. Do you know what I mean? So they've gone back to sort of some roots. They're a bit more adventurous, but I just remember that Man City game that they lost. And they make like Jimenez, Raul Jimenez got the two, the two, the two yellows in quick succession. And I was like, if there was ever a metaphor for what these lot are doing, that was it. That's exactly what they're doing. Do you know what I mean? But obviously, you can't knock them for where they are on the table. I think, I think, I think that's a little bit harsh on them. I think they're 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 working with what they have, and I think. When they started off the season, to be fair, they, they, they were losing a couple of games that they, they deserved to win. They were yeah. playing very well. And um, they got a couple of players there who were taking the next step. Like, I like, I like Daniel Pudence. He, he's always busy, you know, and that low centre of gravity just gives, just gives sides issues. Obviously, he, he wasn't, I think he wasn't fit or he wasn't available earlier on in the season, but he's getting more of a run now. Um, Ryan Aitnori, for me, been very, very impressive when he's been fit. Standout performer, he locked down Sterling, arguably locked down Salah as well. And those two are some of the best in the league, man. So for me, I just think the compactness is impressive. Um, even though that, that might be against my brand a little bit, but listen, for me, it's impressive that like, what they're doing, man. And, and no, why I'm, not I'm, shut I'm, them just, up? I'm, I'm happy you're praising this. That, that is it's music to my ears that you're you're bigging up defensive solidity. So continue. <laughs> One thing I'll say as well, yeah, I think um, I heard that Bruno is a bit more personable than than Nuno um, mm. as well with the players, and he, he invites them to to come into his office and have a chat and those kind of things, um, which uh, I understand that didn't happen so much under Nuno. Um, he was a bit more of a standoffish um, European manager, so I think that's helped as well. Um, saw that Wolves installed, or he he made Wolves install an auditorium at their training ground as well to actually analyse games and talk to the players and show them where um, where they can improve and stuff like that. And I read an interview with him and he's big on, you know, talking to the players and helping them understand 
what they're doing on the pitch and how they can get better and whatnot, one-to-one, as well as with the whole team themselves. So that's also that's also good as well. It's good yeah. from, uh, for a manager to do that. Yeah, and you know what, what I'm really excited about um, is obviously, number one, he, he, he does encourage attacking brand of football, but, all, but what he's doing now without Neto even being available for the whole season, you can only just imagine when he comes back and he's fit. Not not when he comes back and he's just trying to get up to speed. I'm talking as a preseason under him and all the rest of it. Yeah, they 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 could be on absolute crud. So who's the young boy up see. front for them? The young I don't know I don't know what oh, his name is. Fabio Silva. Silva, yeah. Yes, yeah. He's one of my favorites of their players, you know. He's literally one of my favorites. Like he's one of those players that like he's quite understated, but I feel like because he's proper young as well, but I I like his technique, man. I like his technique, and he's one of them that it, it seems like he just needs half half of a sniff kind of thing. Obviously, he's still getting his confidence in that, but I don't want to definitely want to shout him out because when when I watch them and he, and he's coming on and that, obviously Raul Human is one of my favorite Premier League strikers to be honest. Obviously, pre injury more so than obviously post, but you know, good player. So they, they've they've got a good they've got a good roster, man, and obviously. The thing with the last manager, you could tell because I think at a certain point he just he'd 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 finished them in terms of they were having like team meetings and stuff like that. They were having to have like crisis talks and that. Because and and he even said like they were trying to like work a solution, but the connection just weren't there between mm-hmm. him and the players and that. So obviously, and then you seen what happened at Spurs. You could just tell they weren't taking on Nuno's information and stuff. So maybe some of those players did need. You know what I mean? An arm around their shoulder, as 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 it were, especially for the way that he might want to play with them and stuff like that as well. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Because it's 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 you know what I mean. It, to to play in a con- compact where you do have to be a proper unit. Do you get what I'm trying to say? You, you have to be a proper unit. There's no two ways about it, kind of thing. And you have to be able to have the motivation to maintain that um, and replicate that week in and week out. And if you're going to be playing that way, you need to be harmonious in your dressing room and stuff like that. So you know, the taskmaster type of thing, especially when they weren't winning, do you know what I mean? So, of course, this the, the manager's come in and he's, he stabilised them and, you know, Portuguese all the way, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> if all else fails, man, do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I love Wolves, though, honestly. I, I love, I love, I love, the, the most important thing about Wolves as well, if I'm being honest, yeah, is the fact that it's, it's they're not necessarily spent loads of money. Do you get what I'm trying to say? But they've made shrewd signings, obviously agents and whatever, but they've made shrewd signings and, you know, they're, they're just, they're going about their business. Do you get what I'm trying to say? And if you actually see the profile of the Club of Wolves, do you get what I'm trying to say? That Like, obviously we could have a longer conversation about this in, in a serious way, but the, the profile of the Club of Wolves, from where they started, they really just started in the championship. They started. They started playing this way in the championship. Just brought it to the Premier League and all. Is they almost in the leads, but more successful? Do you get what I'm trying to say? They like they started this way in the championship, brought it to the Premier League, and they don't look like they're gonna be in any relegation scraps anytime soon. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Because they've they've sorted their model out, and that's and I think that's a a lot of clubs could learn from stuff like that. The breakdown podcast.